welcome to Aviation United by Aviation Zero. I'm delighted to be chatting with the president of the ECDN, Mrs. Sandy Madar, and ECDN member Ireland North Dublin manager of MABS, which is a tongue twister, Mrs. Gwen Harris. A very warm welcome to you both. Thank you Thank for having us. So let me start by asking the president of the ECDN, uh, Sandy, uh, what or who is the ECDN? Well, that is a big question. ECDN is an international brands organization or a network, so to speak, for um, depth counseling associations around Europe um, and also other people working in the depth counseling area. It could be um, researchers and etc. So we bring in then um, Mrs. Gwen Harris from MABS. So Gwen, what's the role then of being a member of the ECDN? Okay, so as, as Sandy said, it is a network of debt counsellors or debt advisors across Europe. And the, it is a, it's kind of a club in a way, you know, it's a, it's a get together, it's a community. Um, we try to share ideas, we try to share our experiences from our own countries. Um, you can imagine debt advice in some countries is new and in other countries it might be quite mature so we try to share um, stories experiences uh, ideas between each other and then um, particularly at the moment we're trying to uh, gather information on COVID-19 and the impact that it's having on each of our countries so gathering information such as uh, information on redundancy in each country and supports that are available for citizens and trying to get them all together, um, make them available to citizens on our, our website, on the ECDN website. Which is? And, uh, which is ecdn.eu. Well done, congratulations. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> feel like I passed test That's there. So, yeah. so Sandy then, what about the current members? So does it cover every country within Europe? Or is there a few countries left out? They're a bit shy at the moment. Well, unfortunately, we don't cover all of Europe yet, but that is also because it's not in all over Europe. There is debt counselling, but it's one thing we're very focused on, um, especially after the COVID-19, because now it's even more important that we help each other, especially because we know that there's many of my, our non-member countries who don't have debt counselling. So we think it's important that we reach out and try and help them. And as Gwen was talking about what we use our little club for, it's also important to say that um, we're also trying to um, um, exchange tools in our debt counseling. And then most important, also create tools um, for to each other. And um, hopefully in the future that other countries also could benefit from. So, so how do the countries then join or become members, uh, Sandy? How does that work? Well, they will go into our website where there is a menu where it says members and there you can read a little bit more about it and how to join. Um, and the target group is, of course, mostly a debt counseling associations and other people who are working in this area. Um, but one thing we have changed um, also due to the COVID-19 um, is that we are trying to um, have focused on citizens also. And here I'm not talking about members where we the members are trying to um, uh, create um, a part of the website which is focused for citizens around Europe and that is where we're hoping that we over the summer can collect all the tools we have um, in our associations and try to neutralize them so they can be used no matter if you're in Albania or no matter um, Croatia no matter where you are in, in Europe um, 
So, um, so in, in when that happens, we hope that um, we'll help more citizens and also get more members through that. And so how many members is there at the moment? I think there is 41 members, uh, which is divided in 18 countries. Right. And do you know the countries offhand, just so our listeners can actually get wow. it? This, this is like wow, a trivia wow, question. Wow. I'm putting you on the spot now. <laughs> well, yes, you are. Um, can we have them alphabetical? Most of, <laughs> well, most of all, because I'm afraid I won't pronounce it properly, but uh, most, uh, some of the countries who do have debt counseling and uh, debt counseling and is, uh, members will be France and of course, Ireland and Iceland and um, Norway and Denmark, of course, and Sweden and France. No, I said France. Holland. Yep. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Germany. Did I say Germany? You, 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 that's well done. Keep going. <laughs> oh, God. Austria. So, I'm really helping. Italy. Yeah. Austria. They don't have debt counseling. No, they don't have debt counseling, but we they're a member. Yeah. But we have members. And that, that's, I think, is a, an important distinction, is that some of our members are active in this area but have no debt counselling available to the citizens in their country. But right. they are still members because they passionately support uh, the, the uh, services that support people in debt or right. at danger, at risk of becoming indebted. So not everybody who is a member has... Uh, services available in their own country but they right. believe in this you know they believe in debt counseling and as sandy mentioned we are trying to support each other uh, countries around europe that don't have debt counseling in starting the uh, starting the journey of of having some services available to citizens so you mentioned in regards to debt counseling and debt support services so say for example uh, mabs which is the mm -hmm. uh, the irish member is that correct? Is the Irish member correct? It sounds like the Eurovision here, is it? It does, yes. Uh, 12 points. 12 um, <laughs> so, uh, well, in Ireland, there's actually, there, there are a couple of private uh, personal individuals who have um, active role in maybe research that are, they might not be debt counsellors, but they are uh, representing or working within the uh, this area of society about debt and over-indebtedness but they might be in a different focus, research or consumer advocates. But MABS is the Irish um, debt counselling member. Right. And would that be the same? So say for example, MABS debt counselling uh, in Ireland, would it be the same in France or in Germany or different? Unfortunately not. Um, and that's also why it's a little bit more complicated because it's only a few countries like um, Ireland and, for example, Iceland, um, where it's like one big associations where it's all connected in most countries, including the one where I, I work myself. I'm a, I'm a, I have a debt counseling, a national one in Denmark. Our problem is also that we're 11 different. Um, so it can be hard for the citizens to navigate on where to get help. Right. So as part of the ECDN then, so we're talking about debt counseling support. So if somebody was to contact the ECDN, other than hearing debt support or, or counselling, what, what, what can they actually get? I mean, do they speak to somebody? Um, is it a website? Is it self-help? Self well, it depends. I mean, if it's a citizen, citizens, then uh, after the summer, we hope our website would be finished if aimed at the citizens. But here it would be mostly self-help. Um, it would be different tools, for example, good advice on how you can contact uh, your creditors or how to make a budget or 
how to do a lot of things and hopefully we'll also um, have some small videos like um, kind of coaching videos um, um, that would be one thing aimed at the, um, at the citizens and then aimed at debt counselors um, both in countries where they exist and in countries where they don't yet and the idea is also um, to create tools um, so you can kind of pick we, we talk about it like a menu card so you can go in and see okay what do I want to prove in my association or how do I build the debt counseling from the beginning and then you'll be able to go through step by step and get the advice um, um, combined with the, the necessary tools um, that we have gathered. And is it all free? Is all the support free in every member or is it slightly different? I mean, it, it, all citizens, of course, it's, it's for free. And for all members, uh, new members, it's for free the first year. And then um, afterwards, it's a symbolic. What is important for us is to say, of course, we need to have a membership fee or else we cannot do this. But it's not the membership which is most important. The most important thing is that we have a COVID-19 crisis and it's something which is going to hit all over Europe. And this is where we need to get together and stand together because we will be the next wave. Uh, First, it was the nurses and the doctors and the virus, etc., who was on call, and now it would be us who's on call. So, right. and so say then, uh, I'll rephrase that then. So, what about the individual themselves, so not the member? So, say for example, I'm, I'm in uh, financial issues or financial problems as an individual. If I contact ECDN or, for example, MABS, uh, what support services will I get through the ECDN? I can answer for ECDN and then Gwen can answer for MAPS. Yep. Um, uh, hopefully, we are hoping that because we don't, we're not an association with a lot of money, we hope that we will build our website good enough so there would be all the help, help, help tools you need. But of course, if you still cannot navigate or you need advice, then we hope um, to be able to answer all the, um, um, the emails we get. Um, but that is what we can do so far. And for, for Gwen? For, for MAVS. MAVS, so MAVS is, uh, we're, we're quite unique in Europe in, in that MAVS is fully government funded and therefore it is free to every citizen. And with, the, with MAVS, we have a delivery partner in Ireland as well called the Citizens Information Service. So between MAVS and the Citizens Information, uh, citizens can, can navigate their social welfare entitlements, their tax entitlement information, and then moving through MABS, they would be uh, advice and support on dealing with creditors, or perhaps some people may need to be advocated for, and that means that they might need for MABS to write to their creditors and intervene and try and reach an arrangement, and just be the go-between to tell somebody's story to the bank as to why they can't pay. Um, right. And that's, they're the kind of services that MABS would provide, and we provide that for free. We're so, also, we also have the, so it, it, each country is slightly different in their debt solutions. Um, in, in MAVS, we, 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 we have a lot of history with voluntary solutions, with arrangements that we would help negotiate with your creditor. Um, but in recent years, we also, uh, it helped you to achieve a solvency solution if one is appropriate to you. So we are gateway to insolvency now, okay. where we will be able to direct somebody into the insolvency process, or uh, we, we process one part of insolvency ourselves called a debt relief notice. 
Okay. So can we give a shout out then to Una McNeil? Is she in the Citizens Information Service? Is she? Can we say hi, hi Una? <laughs> hi Una. Una is actually, Una works on my team in North Dublin. Uh, we work together and Una has been working with David doing some um, little podcasts or um, blogs. blogs over yes. over time. Yes. So, She's but Mavs has, yeah, and Mavs has developed, I suppose, COVID-19 and, and any crisis will bring out the best in everybody. In a lot of ways, we become quite inventive. So right. for Mavs, we, we have traditionally, our work is face-to-face. -face. It's sitting with somebody, sitting in the room, forming a relationship of trust and um, discussing, reading things with people, you know. And, and obviously, COVID-19 had to put a stop to that for uh, quite a while. And we've had to reinvent how we deliver, as have my colleagues around Europe. So with Mavs, we have moved to phone or email, letters, you know, supporting people. But we still, we've been open all the way through, but just not an open door to come in and sit in a room with me. Yes. But one of the other things that we have done is, and um, I think we spoke about the government packages, not just in, not just in Ireland, but across Europe, the government support packages, be it through mortgage payment breaks or um, financial supports have been quite good. And what it has meant is, and, and thankfully, many citizens haven't found themselves in a really dire situation very quickly because they have government supports right. where they will come to an end. And this is, I suppose, what myself and Sandy have been talking about quite a lot recently is that when the government supports come to an end, um, the citizens will all have problems and difficulties, financial difficulties at the same time. So debt counselling will become extremely busy. And what we are hoping to do is to design some self-help tools on the website that people could start their journey now yes. or soon. Um, before the government supports run out, before the mortgage payment breaks are gone, you know, the people are doing a little bit of homework, a little bit of looking at their budget, thinking about things and getting themselves to just into a conversation about yes. their finances. So to be proactive. So generally, as you mentioned before, is that kind of uh, once the government support finishes, uh, you know, be proactive, get the information as soon as possible, because as soon as the government supports do finish, everybody at once is going to be looking for a bit of help. Well, I think it's human nature to wait for um, somebody else to push you to make an action sometimes. And MABS in particular, um, I'm not too sure about our, our other countries and what, what kind of activities they changed during COVID. Uh, restrictions but what maps have done is we we took to to writing a lot of blogs which are quite nice easy read of a self-help tool yes. uh, for people and and they there's different focuses like um, how to pick a bank account how to um, assess your budget what is a budget um, how to talk to your creditors but they're written um, as a blog and they're quite slow 
uh, in, and by slow, I mean, as in they're taking you time, like there's some of them are in two sessions and, um, but they're written with not, uh, non-technical terms, right. quite simple English, um, but not, not, a, uh, not too basic, but just so that people could understand and navigate uh, the steps that they need to take. Right. So here's, here's my question in the boat, uh, Sandy and Gwen, especially coming from an aviation uh, background and we have aviation listeners out there. Um, the industry, like a lot of other industries, are going through a difficult time at the moment. Uh, what would you say to, say, hospitality, tourism, aviation industry professionals at this time um, to kind of help them get through this difficult moment? Sandy? Well, first of all, I would follow up what Gwen just said is so important that you start already now to see what can you do if first of all in your budget, is there any loans you can change? Is there anything? And this is more in the financial because what, what is different from this crisis and when we had the finance crisis is the finance crisis, it hit us overnight. We didn't have time to prepare. This time we will have months to prepare not only as debt counselors, but also as citizens. So I think that is the most important. Uh, go through your, all your financials and see what there's, what you can change there. And because it's aviation and we all know that, uh, unfortunately, that it will be changed for the next few years. And I also think it's important that you look on um, how can you get other things to fill your life? Is there other educations you can look at which is still relevant for for where you want to go back to in the aviation you know yes. things like that when um, what about yourself Gwen? um pretty much the same yeah now if you're um if you're in ireland and if unfortunately if you're in an industry and you have been put on notice uh, that perhaps you will be made redundant um the irish government has a a national website for redundancy and um we had a booklet Gwen we had a booklet yeah. that came out for redundancy tell them all about it you did you did well we we worked together on just gathering the information most up-to-date information focused on Ireland and um it there is but there is a national website that that has all the information and one of the things it does talk about as Sandy's talk there is reskilling or retraining the options that are available and and maybe ser other services that are available for you to start that process we do have some national jobs skills training services um in ireland and in indeed um in other european countries as well there are services to help people uh rethink or uh, i suppose re reskill, retrain, or maybe find a, a different journey in life if you feel that your industry um, is maybe, uh, I don't know, I don't want to be negative about it, but if you no, feel that it's... Be it's negative, just, be, be honest. Yeah, no, no, I don't want to be <laughs> negative, but if you feel, if anybody does feel that their any industry is, yes. is maybe precarious for them now going forward or, you know, that you feel, oh, uh, I have a mortgage, I have a family, I need something uh, consistent, I need, a, I need some consi consistent money, yes. then maybe it, it is a very hard decision to take, to look at taking another job in a different career, even just for a period of time, until yes. things recover in 
say the aviation or hospitality industry there could be other like at the moment our food transport industry and so on you know like they're very much in demand so it might not be a long-term thing it could be just a very short-term um move to another industry to give you some static income until we get to a stage where our hospitality industries have recovered uh, so it's not a as i said i didn't want to be negative but it's not an end of road situation no, for the industry it's yeah. just a bump in the road a little pothole we'll get back out of it and the council will come and fix that pothole and we'll be back on a bit of a smoother road well that's good advice i think even from 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 our from my side is that um for anybody listening to this is that you know it is tough at the moment uh fully understand um what you're going through and you know there is hope uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel yes. and as, as Gwen as Sandy, Sandy has said the hardest thing probably for everybody at the moment is, is having that courage to actually reach out and look for a bit of help or support but once you do it you'll actually feel a lot better um, and it's very 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 important. It's, I, I always say there's no shame on asking for help it's more shame of not asking it's, uh, it's so important because as you just said David you'll feel better because you'll find out that maybe it's not so um, um, impossible to get through um, because when people finally sit with the numbers etc then they get a better overview so yes. they can better um, cope with it and that would also give more room to be able to maybe look in another industry or go back to school or whatever it takes yes. but what i think is most important is to keep moving and remember that this covid 19 is something which happened to all of us yes. you know and it's something we cannot do anything about it's we just need to get the best of it spend more time with our family, reach out to friends, you know, all of these things. Also remember to enjoy life because, yeah, it's not yeah, all yeah. about finance. Yeah, I, I think, I, sorry, Gwen, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think one of the things that Sandy has said that's quite important is when the 2008 financial crash, to, you know, exploded around the world, uh, there was no preparation. And the governments at that point didn't have the options to put in some kind of supports. They didn't sit at the table with the banking industry, with the financial industry, and, and look for uh, protections for the citizens. And uh, now we have that this time. So it does give us just a little bit of time to catch our breath, sit and think, okay, well, what is coming up for me and my family and what changes are definite? what changes are possible, and then what changes can I make? So it's just giving us a little bit of breathing space, but it's not, um, what I would really want to do is encourage anybody who is listening, is not to wait until those government supports are gone to take action, that we can start looking now. Like if I was to look at my bank account in January and look at how many copies that I have, and then all of a sudden I couldn't get a coffee. You're a big coffee then, drinker, Gwen, we know Oh, that, I'm a big know. coffee drinker, we all yeah. know that. But Nescafe you know, went out of business when you stopped <laughs> drinking coffee. <laughs> I know, but I, you know, I, I, I like to go out and, 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 and meet my friends and you know, have something to eat or uh, just, just go out and just walk around a shopping center, come yeah. home with stuff that I didn't need. And when those choices were taken away or those options were taken away from me um, in March, and the, we had to obviously close our shopping centers and close our cafes you know how many of them have i missed what yes. am i doing with that money since 
Um, you know, my, my income hasn't changed. I've been lucky, but my outgoings did. Um, in some ways they came down, my petrol reduced. Um, as I said, my, my frivolous spending of just going and buying coffees and cakes or whatever, you know, uh, I want to bring them back in. Yes. And I've made that choice that it, that's an important thing for me to meet my friends. And, uh, it's not a financial choice of saving now. It's me. And I look and I go, actually, I liked that. I did like that bit. I don't need to go to the shops and buy all the silly things that I bought. But I did like having the money to go and, and I want to put that a bit by in my budget. So I've made a choice yes. that I will be preserving that social piece. And I think COVID and the restrictions, it's one thing that it has taught me is how important that social piece is for me and how important it is for all of us to yes. have something put by. Um, I think when people think about a budget, they think negative they think oh they have nothing no no luxuries no treats but that is the point of a budget is that we put in our treats and we have something to reward ourselves with and you know you work hard whether you're at home minding kids and running a house or if you're out of the house working you work hard and you deserve to put something by in your budget so a budget is not a negative thing it's just a plan, but it should be a plan that allows you to also build in some treats, some little reward for yourself, because uh, it's good for your soul, good for your mental health. It's, you know. Does that include magnums? Do you like magnums? I love a magnum ice cream. <laughs> it's a little bit expensive. Well, if that's what yours is, yeah. if that's what yours is and you say, you know, I really want the magnums. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's about building it in and saying, and that's why I was saying to people, Look at your budget in January and decide what was in your budget in January that you want to keep and you want to put back in now that the shops are open and our cafes and, and restaurants are going to start opening Ireland soon. Um, and if you want to build that back in, do. But yes. I'm sure if everybody was really honest, if we look at some of our spending in January and February, Maybe all not so essential, no. you know? No, Sandy. So, no, no, no. No, no definitely not. <laughs> I don't even want to look at mine. But it's time now, Sandy, to look yeah, back no. at your budget. Look at your budget. <laughs> no, I think, can you, no, but it is share with the class. No, it yes. is, it's important that we have that time now. Yes. That we can look and say, okay, what do I miss? What do I want to bring back in? What did I spend that I don't miss and I don't need to bring back in? They're the first fundamental choices of a budget is deciding what you need in your budget and what you don't need. Can I just add on a, on a positive note, just so our listeners, as I say, it's not the end of the world what's going on at the moment, yeah. you know, uh, everything's very, very positive. We had a pilot, would you believe, got in touch with us and through the hard work of uh, Sandy from the ECDN and uh, Gwen from MABS, uh, we pointed them in the right direction that they were so stressed, they were so worried, this individual in particular was so stressed and so worried that once they reached out for that bit of help, um, they said their sleep, they were able to sleep better, their mood was changing to a more positive uh, outlook. So the most important thing now at the moment is just, you know, if you can, it's very tough, uh, reach out and just ask for a little bit of help if you can. So Gwen and Sandy, if people want to find the ECDN or listeners, I'm not talking about your private accounts, 
um, <laughs> for your Instagrams, your Facebooks, where, where can they find you? Other than the website, which is www.ecdn.eu. Are you on Instagram? Are you on Facebook? Are you on Twitter? Yeah, we are in the different ones, but you can access them through um, our website. Okay. And then Mabs have quite a national presence. So we are Mabs Info on Facebook, right. Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And are you updated early? So say, for example, you know, on Twitter, you have, uh, you have a tweet, I think it's called. So, so yep. can somebody tweet you directly on the ECDN through Twitter or Facebook, or is it better to go via uh, the website? And I'm so ashamed. I wish it's because I, I cannot remember, I think, the name of the website because I just accessed through my phone. I'm so ashamed. Oh, don't be worried about it. We're yeah. going to shame so you. I'm so sure. It's, <laughs> it is just called the European Consumer Debt Network, but I'm not totally sure. But I want to share one thing with the class, as Gwen was saying. Um, one of them was, when I started my debt counseling 20 years ago, I did it because I was self, myself, I was over-indebted. And I used to be this strong girl and I was not afraid of anything and I was, could kick in doors. And suddenly I was afraid of my own mail. I was afraid when the phone called, etc. And And I'm not proud to say, it, but 20 years later, I still have problems opening my mail because it is something which, with my letters, which, which sticks to you. So it's so important that you, that you reach out and you get that help because it changed my life totally. You know, it's a, and, and I will not lie. And it, even though you fix your debt, there will be things where you still have it. Uh, how can you say you still are afraid that it will happen again, but you can prevent it by having focus on it. So that is sharing with the class. I'm doing what I'm doing because I used to be a client myself and I am a proof that it is the only thing right to do. Get help before it's too late. And Gwen, you, you want to have the final or the second final note before I say something before we go? <laughs> the second final, gosh. Um, see, yeah, I think reaching out and talking to somebody is the most important thing. Um, somebody will be able to point you in a direction. Uh, it may not be debt counselling that you need now. You may need other support. You may need emotional support. And um, so, you know, reaching out to any of the debt counsellors or to MABS, uh, we would have other contacts that we could give you if you were in need of a, a different support, a different emotional support at the moment, as well as debt counselling. I want to thank our two guests today, Mrs. Sandy Madar, the president of the ECDN, and Mrs. Gwen Harris of MABS. For all the latest information and updates, uh, you can check us out on aviationzorro.com or social media on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Parler and Twitter.